Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ahoy, welcome along to a brand new Baffle. This is your Connor Explains, where our main man on the case explains something to you, something that maybe you thought you knew already, something that you've never had any idea about. He's going to run through it all. We're going to iron out all the creases of a subject. Connor, what's your subject today? Well, it's it's a big subject. It's space, really. And what I've taken from space is how we get up there and how that how that works and a little bit about like spacex and blue origin a little bit of info there just space chat just space chat i like how you said space it's a bit big space uh, i mean that is <laughs> definitely i think that's the slogan of space space yeah it's a bit big space hmm. it's a bit big you'll remember on our last episode when uh, mark brought one of the most boring facts in the world ever to the Thank table you. this was about um current space being made from ancient roman people something the, the, like that. Anyway. The, the, the size of the current space shuttle is directly correlated to romans which i tell you what mark sounded much better when you said it then <laughs> than when you did on uh, when you did on tuesday yeah. uh, but so right that happened on tuesday and it thought us well let's go further into space how do we get to space especially with everything that's happening at the moment with blue origin as, as connor's just said with spacex how do humans break through the atmosphere and land on the ISS or on the moon or maybe even further. Uh, Connor, as you say, space, a little bit big, big topic. How did you start your research? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll always be honest on Connor Explains. That's the idea of Connor Explains. I am really bad at science. It was my worst subject at school. I like science. I'm just, I'm just bad at science. And I have basically no knowledge on space. I don't know much. So for me, research, I'm just learning 24-7. I genuinely don't know anything. I don't know how rockets work. I don't know anything about that. But, but I've learned here. So I, first thing I Googled, as always, when I'm coming to Connor Explains is, how do you get to space? And it gave me some answers. So what were top of the tree on Google? What were your first hits that you get? Was it people trying to advertise how you could get to space with them? Did you get a lot of Virgin Galantic stuff? Virgin Galantic did come up, yeah. But it also come up with like the idea of rockets and stuff. And then I started going down the road of like how the rockets work and blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to share this with you because it is something that not a lot of people think about. Um, The biggest thing with actual like going to space and one of the biggest preparations is obviously the rockets is obviously you know the tech and science that goes into it but it's actually the the astronauts themselves like the 
the body preparation and the mindset preparation they say that astronauts have to go through to actually get to space is like massive. They say it takes a real hit on the body. Well, it's a massive, massive, like the G's that you feel as you are taking off. And I don't mean like the gangsters from down your way, Connor. I was going to say, me and Connor, we're the, we're the G's of the podcast, I think. Like the G's that you feel, the pure force that you feel on your, on your body is just incredible. Well, you never see a fat astronaut. They're always fit. I've spoke, I once spoke to uh, Tim Peake, the famous astronaut, and he, he, Name drop. he went on at length about how fit you need to be, how much effort you need to do. Is so that when you said, me. hey, Tim, could I be an astronaut? And he looked at you and went, nah, you've got to be really fit, mate. Yeah, it was, it was, that was what I led with. I thought, first thing, let's go, let's go right to the top. Let's go to the source. Can I be an astronaut, please, Tim Peake? So, um, astronauts have to get their body, but they need a lot of fuel rockets as well. I mean, the most of a rocket building is actually just fuel to get it up. And we need a lot of it. Connor, uh, what does the rocket do with that fuel? Right. So this, I want, I'm going to, I'm going to start a little bit before the whole fuel bit, because yes, it, it does take a lot of fuel, but very simply, I again, didn't know this. I've heard of it before, but very simply, one of the, well, simply, it's not simple for people like me. But Newton's third law of motion is pretty much the main thing that goes into a rocket moving. It's my favourite of all of his laws of motion is the third one. Look at me. I thought, I thought it was yeah. better than the, the first and the second. I thought they really pulled it out of the bag. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of the opposite of Shrek, you know, where Shrek got worse as it went one, two, three. Yeah. I thought that his laws of motion got better as he went one, two, three. Yeah, it was, it's kind of Lord of the Rings, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah. Right. I agree. I agree. The third law is the best law, the sexiest law. Um, and again, I didn't know what Newton's third law was, so I've just got a little bit of a background for for it for you you guys here. Just um, off, just off the might, top of the head, this just off, off the, the top of the head. You might have to support me in this Connor explains, gentlemen, because this okay, is sure. this is a bad topic for me. All right, hey, you're so doing well do so far. Me if I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying. So I'm trying. Right here we go. So it says every action has an equal and opposite reaction. So in a rocket. Burning fuel creates a push on the front of the rocket, which pushes it forward, up, basically. This creates an equal and opposite push on the exhaust gas backwards. So, so, you, so you remember, remember when you did the four forces? Yeah, the four forces. Yeah. And you yeah. were talking about plane having thrust and how that comes from the engines. So yeah. basically, if you thrust backwards, then that has to have an equal force the other way. So if you put more force into the ground, it's going to push your rocket upwards. Exactly. So the idea of then relating that to a rocket, I like the way you've done that, Mike. You made it, you made it sound easier than what I did, and I Googled this. Um, <laughs> the exhaust, I mean, seriously, you might as well be Google. The exhaust pushes the rocket too. The rocket pushes the exhaust backwards. The exhaust makes the rocket go forwards. It's all a bit back and forth, but ideally you're pushing up and down and the rocket's going... Like that, yeah, pretty much. We there? Essentially, so it's like imagine me now, right? So I'm on a rolly chair. So if I push myself against the table, I'm going to go backwards because it's an equal and opposite force. Exactly. There we go. Basically, I'm a rocket. I'm I'm a Google and a rocket. Imagine you doing a push up, Connor. Yeah, a push up. Uh, yeah, imagine there you doing go. a push up. You are pushing down and it lifts you up. I mean, that's a bit yeah. simplistic, but it's a similar sort of thing. So you've got the famous Newtons. Uh, by the way, imagine if Mark was Google, Con. Ask oh. me, ask me anything. Are you feeling lucky? Oh, um, I, I, I know. Are you I, feeling I, lucky? I think. I think if Mark was going to be any search engine, it would be more the Bing, wouldn't it? It'd be more. I'd be Bing, Jeeves. Come on, you know? I'd be Jeeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um. Oh, you want good night out locations in London, do you? 
How about I tell you about a really long road that stretches all the way from the Canada town to Argentina? <laughs> you and want a fun time? Let me give you too. these facts. Come on. So we've got um, Newton's third law. Every reaction has an opposite and equal reaction. How does that help yeah. us get to space? Right, so this helps us get to space. I actually found this really interesting. So this, for me, Connor explains, one of the most beneficial ones, because it does interest me, space. I didn't really know much about it. Um, but, of course, you still got gravity, haven't you, in the world? So the gravity is still pulling down on the rocket. So basically, in order for it to launch, the rocket needs enough propellants so that the thrust pushing the rocket up is greater than the force of gravity that's pulling the rocket down. It basically yep. beats gravity, doesn't it, in, <laughs> in terms. Beats gravity. Um, and some numbers for you, which completely blew my mind. It needs to hit a speed of up to at least 7,800 miles per hour in order to beat gravity and get itself up. I mean, I you know, you think about it, you average 70 on a motorway. That's pretty fast. I, I love the fact that they can work this out. This is what amazes me most about any type of science is that they knew that like, it wasn't trial and error. It's not like they sent a rocket up and thought, oh, no, we didn't quite get there. You know, people keep... Rockets keep burning and keep crashing. It's not trial and error, this. Like, they've sat and worked out how fast they need to go to beat gravity. It's blowing yeah. my mind. Yeah. This is uh, this next bit, though. This is where I might need a little bit of uh, assistance from you two, because I was just trying to wrap, wrap my head around it a little bit. Um, it says that it needs a speed of up to at least 17,800 miles per hour, right? And, f uh, um, and fly above most of the atmosphere... In a curved path around Earth, this ensures that it won't be pulled back down to the ground. So, of course, when you go out of Earth, gravity disappears, obviously. So, what does the speed continue it to move? Like, I, I, I can't really work out how, how this works. It, it, you're kind of... I think as far as I understand it, you're... Um, I'm trying to... I guess, imagine you had a coin on a string, or a yo-yo. Imagine you've got a yo-yo, and you unwind the yo-yo, and then you kind of whip it round like that. You whip it around in a circle. That's what it's doing. If you were to stop whipping it around, the yo-yo would come back towards you or it would fall down. It's constantly got to be fast enough that it's not quite being pulled down by gravity, but it's it's travelling along with it. As far as I understand, I don't know how well I explained that. It's, it's quite a tough right. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, basically, we, what, what I imagine is there's a rocket with these dudes on it. They go out of gravity areas, in a sense. I'm trying to put this for the people. There's right? still they gravity there, by the way. There is still yeah. quite a substantial amount of gravity there but it needs to remain at a certain speed in order to allow itself to orbit the Earth without getting, like, dragged back into, I don't know, Basildon really fast and having a crash. Like, yeah, ex pretty much. And the moon, so the moon is there because of Earth's gravity, so you've got to go a long way before you're not being pulled back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and this then linked into something that completely and utterly blew my mind that I thought you might be interested in knowing about satellites and how they how they work linking in with rockets the rockets basically can like push the satellites out right they they eject the satellites into the area that they need to be and what i didn't know i don't know if you two knew this but th this is really cool um the energy that the satellite has it picks it up from the rocket in order to like stay where it is in a sense um well i imagine it's probably they're always satellites are always going just fast enough so they're not pulled by, down by gravity so it's like water going down a plug hole like it's always travelling in a straight line with the thrust that it's used from the rocket and that kind of just keeps it zipping round and round exactly. and round the air so it's going fast the enough that it's not being pulled back by gravity and it's not going to stop as well 
Yeah, exactly. It says here that the uh, the satellite stays in orbit because it still has momentum, energy it's picked up from the rocket, pulling it in one direction. Earth's gravity pulls it in another direction. It's being pulled all over the place, this satellite. And this balance between gravity and momentum keeps the sat- satellite orbiting around the Earth. So it's pretty cool. And it allows yeah. it to just kind of sit there and, and orbit. See how much I'm learning here? God, what did I do at school? Seriously. What did you do at school? I don't know. I don't know. I should have listened because I'm, I'm absolutely loving this. I mean, can we do it again next week? I'm really enjoying this. I want to go further. Do you want us just to go back to- through the old Key Stage 3 uh, curriculum and just find well, out the stuff li- that you should have learned This is literally, point? this is like year, you'd, you'd learn this in primary school, wouldn't you, right? No, 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 no. no this no, is the older, but luckily enough, for, luckily enough for you, Connor, when you weren't paying attention, I don't know, when you were 14 or something, um, every science lesson when you were 14 just had one subject, which was the four forces. And you, you know them mm. all anyway. Got, so got I just sat down and I was like, days. this is what the four forces are again. Here's the four forces. Uh, exactly. So t- t- you, were, you slightly mentioned earlier about how good shape astronauts need to be in and the, like med- me- mental and physical conditioning. Uh, what, what have you learned about that? Well, it, it, do you know what? It was more like a few astronauts have come out. I was watching a few videos. I did get carried away on this, Connor explains, because I was genuinely really interested in it. And like... I, I mean, Dan, you've actually spoke to people that have been to space. Like, I can't imagine that when you step back into an area of gravity, it's just like, oh, we're back again. Like, your body, Mm. they go up there for a long period of time. And, you know, I can't imagine you sit down with a steak and chips every night and cut it all up and have a nice meal. It's a different way of living. Like, the body, (laughs) surely, like, the blood, everything, the brain, it must have an impact on it entering, like, part, you know, part of space like that, surely. You always see when they come back down that they need to be helped out because they've obviously been away from Earth for six months. So suddenly the gravitational pull they're feeling is so much more than what they've got used to. So they're always going to feel a little bit weaker when they land Mm. back because, as you said, it's just so different. As you said earlier, the further you are from Earth, the less gravity you feel. Hence why if you're on the moon or if you're in the space station, you're just going to be able to float around a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. So I don't think I would be fit enough to go to space. I made that decision. Have, Good. Have, you de- have you decided that yeah, yeah I don't think I'd have it in me you didn't know but did you get a big email ask, asking you no oh that's a shame isn't it we all have the big but, email but I would I would I would like to go but I don't know if I've got it in me but but yeah so I, I, I've got I think, a bit I think of you've got background. it in you if you believe Connor just believe hard enough yeah, I've got to be believe fine. that's what the movies are um, for us ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But, you know, of course, in the light of, you know, the day and age that we live in, his name is everywhere. The minute that I started Googling, researching, finding out about space, Elon Musk is just here, there and absolutely everywhere. Yeah, so I found out a bit about him as well, which is super interesting and pretty much the future, really, isn't it, what he's up to? Yeah, space travel is, is, although NASA and the ESA, they are still doing things and NASA's doing more stuff, the future Mm. of space travel looks like it's more commercial rather than state-led. Exactly, and, you know, it's all being led by a Mr. Elon Musk, and I just wanted to sort of put that in here. Um, Isn't he a strange-looking guy? Like when you actually start looking at photos of him and videos, he looks like an absolute nutter. Like he looks so clever, it's actually quite scary. That head shape doesn't look normal. I, I think he probably is quite a bit strange. If I'm honest, yeah. <laughs> Not, you, you don't need to look in there. I mean, the guy's yeah. obviously a genius, and he's done a, a fair amount for the, for the world and for you know long-term stuff he's obviously looking at space as a commercial thing let's see how we can make some money and i'm telling you now if this actually ends up happening it'll be incredible he's basically trying to develop a vehicle with spacex that could be a game changer for space travel they're saying um it's called starship as it's known and it will be a reusable transport system capable of carrying up to 100 people to the red planet the founding ethos of elon musk's private spaceflight company spacex was to make life multi-planetary I don't like it. I'll be honest. It's all a bit too Bondy, isn't it? It's all a bit too sci-fi well, and Bondy. Do you know what? Like, that's very, very strange. But wasn't Branson on something where he was like trying to create, you know, that galaxy thing where you go out of the Earth, around the Earth, and back in the Earth? It's a quick yeah, way of travel. It's, it's, right? it's the new. It's the future of travel, supposedly, isn't it? That I don't know. You can yeah, go to the moon, or you can experience. go round the moon, and yeah. But not necessarily travel not like oh my god let's go to a hotel on the moon oh they've only got the Premier Inn available not like that more like yeah. oh yeah let's go on holiday and it happens to be like almost a cruise where you go up in space it, and you go round you'd be you annoyed wouldn't you you'd be annoyed yeah. if the only hotel on the moon was a Premier Inn oh yeah comfy beds though comfy beds it feels, like, it feels like with Elon Musk, he doesn't do things in small doses. He's either like, look, I'm going to either try and do this or I'm not going to bother. And, you know, for him, he's like, I'm not just trying to create a way of travelling in space. He wants to actually create life <clears throat> in space to travel to another planet to do what, like get a coffee. Bit mental. Can't see it happening in our lifetime, but mate, good luck, Elon. And then obviously Blue Origin as well, owned by the other billionaire that he's... Um, Bezos, and he just says that he aims to transform space travel and colonise the solar system. So I don't really know what that means, but it sounds good. Well, I think that's the thing. Isn't <laughs> it? Pe- people have people have mooted the idea that you can travel and stay in on Mars, and you can create some kind of living environment in Mar on Mars. So therefore, all of these people with a lot of money and not a lot else to do have just gone. Oh my God, we're gonna. We're going to be the first people to do it because then we're going to make so much money when people decide to leave us for Mars. Um, mm. 
I mean, it's not a name drop because I can't remember the bloke's name, but I did once speak to a guy who had bought a one-way ticket to Mars. So there was a, a project, it's still around, I can't remember what it's called, but they wanted humans to be the, f- they wanted a selection of humans to be the first people on Mars, knowing that they'd never come back, that you get sent to Mars and it's your job to have a look around and to try and populate it if you can. And um, he was meant to go up, like the ticket he was meant to buy was like 2030 and it keeps getting pushed back or something. He was a bit a lo- lovely, but a bit of a strange dude as well. And I think the, uh, the general idea also is they're going to make like a service station on the moon. So, you know, instead of stopping at uh, Potter's Bar or s- instead of stopping at the old Warwick services, you, you do it on the moon, on your way to Mars. But the stupid thing about that is that that's like stopping five minutes down the road when you've got a 10-hour journey to do. <laughs> like, I can't the moon like, takes you a day to get there, Mars will be like six months. Yeah, and it's like, I'm not going to go via the moon for me Costa Express to get to Cornwall. Mental. <laughs> uh, th- well, listen, what do you think, out of everything, uh, was the biggest takeaway from this? What, what have you learned that you'll, you'll likely tell people? So... I just want to clarify in this episode as well for people that listen to this. This kind of explains is genuinely me learning, like genuinely. We're not we're not putting this on for the uh, for the episode. I genuinely don't know about these things. So for me, this genuinely blows my mind a little bit. I didn't know about any of this. I think genuinely, genuinely, I think the biggest thing that I've taken from it. Number one was like what Elon Musk is trying to do is absolutely crazy. The fact there's actually a living person right now trying to achieve those things is like mind blowing. In fact, um, it's secondly, a lot better than a dead person trying to come up with those yeah, things. Oh, we, that wouldn't work. There we go. We got the mark pun of the of the show. Enjoy that, <laughs> yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Um, and yeah, it was the speed as well, like 17,800 miles an hour on a rocket. I mean, you know, that's some serious speed, isn't it? Just all blew my mind, really. I'd like to know more. What I love, though, is that if you think about the computer power that it takes to get these things to, to like, the moon and to space now, there's, like, so so there's a ride in Disney where you can pretend that you, you know, where where you get the G-forces that, or, like, a fraction of the G-forces you'd get from it. That has more computing power in it than the actual shuttle would do to get you to the, to the, get you to the moon. I'll tell you what, you've, um... It's a fair point. You've brought Disney up well there. Yeah. When you first I mean, said Disney, I thought, oh, Christ, alive. I'm just, I was, just, I was like, like just trying well. to give an example there. And that's a good thing. Whereas, like, the computing power it takes weirdly isn't that much. Like, if you consider when they first landed on the moon, all that technology there probably could fit in a phone now. Yeah, I think that is a fact. It can feel like a calculator. I, th- I thought I read something like that. Well, thank you very much. Well explained, Connor. I think well explained all round. If you've got something that you would like him to explain to you, about anything I mean we've done uh, space dinosaurs Polynesia the mafia all sorts uh, let us know info at baffledpod.com give us a follow on uh, Instagram as well it's at baffledpod and it's the same on TikTok uh, where you get a fact of the day every single day just to give you something to remember to give you something to mention to your mates uh, as you start to go down the pub a little bit more uh, and we will see you on what Tuesday for nine more facts we'll see you then say goodbye Mark goodbye say goodbye Connor have the best Easter, everyone, by the way. Oh, yeah. Happy Easter. There you go. A very happy Easter. My favourite day, of, one of my favourite times of the year, Good Friday. Love it. I'll see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.